jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! It's August. Ew. It's gross. Why would you do this to me? Why would you revel in this uh, revelation? You think I'm reveling? I'm only reveling because August means we are one step closer to uh, autumn. Oh, an autumnal queen. Yeah. And winter. I know you don't like those things, but... It just gets so cold and I complain. And then everyone else has to listen to me complain. And then I hear about how I complain. Mm. And it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> fall is beautiful, though. I love fall. I do. Sure. I'm a fan of fall. I love the leaves that, you know, and the the pumpkin spice uh, Lady Gaga Oreos and... <laughs> Pumpkin spice spam. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I love all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the reason for the season. I actually do love pumpkin stuff. Oh, so do I. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Call me basic, if you will. Give me a pumpkin bread? Mmm. Any oh, day. pumpkin bread. I even enjoy a pumpkin seed. <laughs> oh, she's daring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> Listen, I have had the most incredible week this week. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I just felt like lying, honestly. <laughs> I thought maybe telling a lie would give me a little thrill. Was that that was your that was the full extent of your life as a grifter. Yeah. <laughs> I would be bad at it. You you That's, started uh, to catch me as I can, and then you fessed up <laughs> immediately thereafter. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No, it has not been an exciting week. Has it? No. I mean, if I can't remember, then clearly it hasn't, right? If you have to ask yourself <laughs> yeah. for confirmation, perhaps yeah. not. Yeah, no, it hasn't at all. Sorry. Sorry. I know people tune into this show to hear about our exciting adventures, but... They do. Nothing this week. They so. chart it on the map and they say, where are they off to next? Yeah. <laughs> ah, those gay lords. So you weren't live, laugh, loving this week? I mean, I wasn't not live... I... Is that right? That's, I... that's what the vinyl wall lettering says, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't not doing that but also i mean just there just wasn't anything exciting i don't think you weren't you weren't like you didn't get that news about um david gordon green's new exorcist reboot trilogy and you weren't like you weren't like you didn't go outside and just you ripped the mask off and you just like spewed all your load into the air and you're just like singing to the heavens hallelujah spewed my load into the air like a fountain yes and like then the... I crowd surfed at Delta Palooza. <laughs> yeah. I took a, took a quick trip to Chicago for Delta Palooza. And I was like, I am not going to miss Limp Biscuit. okay? You've taken enough from me, Corona. I'm not going to miss this. Thank you. <laughs> Stacy loves her Durst. I love Fred Durst. You know, I'm like, 
give me that hot dog water yeah. whatever. Ooh, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I am doing it for the nookie. <laughs> <laughs> you have the shirt that says that that you wear everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's real faded. It's got some holes in it, you know, because it's original. Mm-hmm. But... It's OG. It's OG. Yeah, no. Uh no, I did not go to Delta Palooza. I have not spewed a spew fountain anywhere. I didn't need to hear this exorcist news. Why did you? Did you not know about it? I feel like I I knew that someone had said that that was going to be a thing, but I didn't know he was attached. But I suppose at this point I should assume that it is either going to be him or James Wan attached to, or a Blumhouse, Mr. Blumhouse, (laughs) attached to everything. Mr. Blumhouse. What, I forgot what his name is. He's, Blum. He's cousins with Mr. Haunted Mansion. Jason Blum. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, Mr. Blumhouse. Why does, it, why does, why, why, why does David Gordon Green, why, why? I, I don't know. But why? then, I let, let us, let us take solace in the fact that he gets attached to a lot of things that don't come to fruition. Right? Like Suspiria. Like Suspiria. So it, this could also be a bullet we will dodge. That's true. He was he was initially gonna do the Hellraiser reboot too. Before then, that got turned into like an HBO series or something else or something. Somebody else take it took it over, I think. But now he's doing The Exorcist. It's a trilogy. Why does everything have to be a trilogy when it's it's always proven as the least the least good format for franchising a film? Well, I think you can thank the Marvel Cinematic Universe for it when they're like, here's our, I mean, not that those are all trilogies, but they are like, here's our movie schedule for the next 10 years. Yeah. Everything has to be something of a franchise now. You can't just have it. You have to have it. Chapter one and chapter two. Mm-hmm. Even even my beloved Dune. Dune mm. part one. Still strange to hear you say that, but I get it. I know. I just love the sand. Yeah. Right. The spice. You're a summer queen. <laughs> Thank you. I am. <laughs> put, a, put a twink in some sand and I'm there. Front row. Fists are flying. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right. Now we now the the talk about the beach a couple of weeks ago is becoming a little more clear. Yeah, because I'm there in my still suit, and I'm living my <laughs> I'm I'm like doing living my spice fantasy. I'm looking for sandworms. You get me? Ew. What? Uh, I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> Thank you. I heard that Ellen Burstyn is attached to this trilogy, which piques my interest. Ellen Burstyn is coming back. So it's about a, it's about like a man, of course, and he has a daughter or ch- kid or son. I don't know. He has a child, a they, and he's, the child is possessed. And so he seeks out Chris McNeil to find out like what you do or something. And then she like, she exercises the kid. Listen, as jazzed as I am about the idea of seeing Ellen Burstyn in anything. Leave Chris McNeil alone. Thank you. She's probably she's like 112 at this point. She doesn't yeah. have time. Oh, oh, excuse me, Miss McNeil. Remember that thing you went through 50 years ago? Can I dredge up those horrible memories? Like, get the fuck out. Go talk to a priest and leave me alone. This is yeah. what I would say if I why, was her. Why would you seek out? Why would you seek out Chris McNeil and not just go to the Exorcist? Yeah. Go to the church. So, or seek out the person that got possessed because I'm sorry, Linda Blair is still around. Hello. Mm-hmm. She posted about how she, there's no conversations with her. Um, it never came <laughs> up. She hasn't been asked. 
having seen her at a screening, I kind of understand that. However, because yeah. she's she's terrifying. She also, I think, is not interested in it. Like, she, I think she was kind of traumatized by The Exorcist. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, in many ways made and also ruined her career. Um, and I think she also is just, she cares about her dogs. That's mm-hmm. all that matters to her is, like, the dog charity and taking care of animals, and that's great. But, mm-hmm. like, come on, people. You won't even ask Linda Blair? Yeah. Like, they, wouldn't you, I would rather, I would rather seek out the person that's possessed, that had experience yeah. with that, than I would seek out the 112-year-old mother. Just go on Google. Go on Reddit. I'm sure there would be, like, a possession subreddit that you could go on and be Is like, start a thread that's like, oh, I think my daughter's possessed, what do I do? Yeah, Google answers, kid to do, kid possessed, what do? What do? (laughs) (laughs) So how are they going to turn that into three movies? It sounds like it doesn't need to be attached to the original material anyway. It's a direct sequel, Stacey, because everything has to be a direct sequel now. It almost has me horny for the days of the remakes. Right? Remember when we thought that was as bad as it could get? Yeah, put Ryan Reynolds in his gutters. (laughs) Put just that... say it. I know what you even I know what you were gonna say. Just say it if you must. Put Ryan Reynolds and his cum gutters right in the Exorcist, the remake. And maybe I'll watch that. Put him in sand. <laughs> Give him a little breathing apparatus. No, this this pandemic has gone on too long. A little worm, maybe. You know. <laughs> I'll be, he could be, he could be, he could be Paul and I'll be Virginia Madsen. I just remembered. Yeah? I have something to do. Oh, you have an appointment. I have an appointment. You're getting your perm. (laughs) I have to get a touch up on my perm. Well, that, it's Uh, funny that you scheduled it for recording time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well. Just Bye. hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Stacy. I'll do the show without you. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that would be fine. Listeners are like, will we even notice the difference? So <laughs> I say go for it. It's just me talking about Fear Street for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fear Street and Fist. Yeah. Just throw in an egg reference every once in a while. Nobody will even know I'm gone. That's the Gaylord's bot. Now we have our, our own bot. Yeah, you just need the Rosie O'Donnell soundboard. <laughs> so you can be like, oh, fisting, whatever, and then just like, eggs! <laughs> eggs! Just push the button. No one will even know! It would save me so much time every that's, week. That's your Grammy. Your Grammy yeah. will just say eggs. Yeah, eggs! In the window as she pulls the window open. Eggs! Every time she opens the window. <laughs> you know, I did have eggs this morning. Oh, what? <laughs> Is this an egg update? Well, I mean, that's the whole update. I had actually been off the eggs for a while, but today you I said, the eggs. I, got a, I got a hanker in. <laughs> like I said, it's been an exciting week. <laughs> Stacy had an egg. <laughs> I had an egg again. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, well. What do you want? I mean, imagine if someone tuned in and I was like, I did go to Delta Palooza. Like, I would hope the listeners would lose. Do they have respect to begin with? 
whatever respect-ish feelings they might have for me. <laughs> right. I suppose there are things in between nothing and Delta Palooza. Like a spectrum. A spectrum. Of, and what am I talking about? Who cares? We have a movie to talk about. <laughs> Just <laughs> those those crowd shots, like there was the shot of the that giant crowd, and there was one person wearing a mask. You know, there, yeah. there's a shot, and it's and it, there she is, that um, cubicle queen with her perm, and she's yeah, like, the Rondo Award yeah, She's waving in the middle of that crowd. Yeah. She took her Rondo Award to Delta Palooza. That's right. Hey, everybody, guess what? I want a Rondo. What do you mean, what's a rondo? Do you know who I am? I have a blog and a podcast, okay? Excuse me. I'm going to go back to backstage with Fred. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Movie. It's Fulci time, baby. Yeah, it is. I was in the mood for some Fulci. This came up uh, last week. I asked the question, have we ever done a Fulci film? That's right. We realized we had not. And then afterwards, this is very exciting, when we said, what should we do? We said, why not do some Fulci? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. House by the Cemetery, 1981. I love this movie. This movie rips wicked hard. hmm Okay. I love Fulci. He's great. I'll say it. You... I love Fulci. You know what you will say, Stacy? What you will say, you made, you made another claim, an even larger claim. When we were talking oh. about your love of Fulci. Oh? Yeah. You said that you prefer Fulci to uh, another someone else. Argento? Mm-hmm. That's right. I said it, and I'll say it again. Not that they're a one-to-one companion. I mean, what are you one-to-one them about that they're Italian? But people do, right? But I vastly prefer Fulci. I'm not super... I'll say it. I'll say it, and I don't care who I offend, Okay. I'm not super into giallo. Do you even like colored lights? <laughs> Suspiria's great. I yeah. like Argento fine. But do I prefer the films of Lucio Fulci? Absolutely I do. Oh, yeah. Argento, I feel, hates women. Mm-hmm. Lucio Fulci hates everybody. <laughs> all must suffer. <laughs> they all must suffer. I just, I prefer the, like... Sort of imaginative, crazy grossness of a Fulci to a beautiful woman who gets killed. Yes, and the man that wears the black gloves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But I know Argento's got a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I was thinking about it after you said that. And I was like, you know, I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot of validity to that opinion that does not seek to be validated. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, Fulci, like Argento, I, I love Suspiria. I love Deep Red. Um, I guess my favorite Italian filmmaker would be Dario De Gallodi. But I, I <laughs> love I love those films so much. But Fulci, there's something more fantastic about his movies. Yeah. Um, they're so schlocky and gross. They do, like, I think like you said, they make absolutely no sense. And they're fucking gross as all hell. Yeah. I appreciate the sort of cosmic scale of some of Fulci's films. Yeah. It's not just someone coming in. I mean, and granted, Fulci's made like 700 movies. So, of course, you have the so movies many. where it's just a woman getting stabbed. Yeah. But the ones that I really love, 
there's sort of an apocalyptic angle to them mm-hmm. that I really love. And that is that is true of House by the Cemetery, which is part of the Gates of Hell trilogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good shit. It's so good. It's so... It is... This movie, it's... I, I mean, is the Beyond my favorite? Perhaps. But this one comes real close. Yeah. But this movie is as good as Bob is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Oh, Bob. Bob? 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 I see you dubbed the film. Yeah. Mommy! Bob is the worst. Like, Bob, Bob is, is just the worst. Okay. But I do I do love this film. Is it my favorite full sheet? I don't know. It might be tied with zombie for me. Oh, I love those two. I love this one because it's kind of like Fulci's take on a haunted house. Yes, e- even though it's grounded in there's you know a basement dweller, unbeknownst. Yeah. But it's it's a bit of a haunted house kind of thing, and I'm really into it. New England, baby, give me a New England haunted house. Oh, I love New England, Italy. <laughs> I'm yours forever. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, the moment Catriona McCall. Queen, excuse me, Catriona McCall and Lucio Fulci. Mwah! Chef's kiss combination. Thank you. Perfect. Perfection. When she comes home from the grocery store and she has those bags from Stop and Shop, my New England boner could be heard around the world if anybody heard it last night. (laughs) 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 It went up into space. Yeah, because I saw that bag and then I saw the carton of Stop and Shop milk. What was New England? So you were like all those like uh, East Bostonian or whatever people that watched Mayor of Easttown and they saw the convenience store that they all liked and they all got the boner too. Yeah, that was Pennsylvania. I don't know what I don't. You're all the same over there. Pennsylvania is not a part of New England as much as it probably wants. To really, be. really. I don't know the geology. All I know is Oregon could eat all of you. Y'all <laughs> packed into tiny little little states you call states it's you know it's uh, we've talked about it on the show before i don't know it's it's one of those things where i wouldn't think if you asked me at any given moment do you have like pride in where you're from i would say no of course not what am i a fag you have a card that reads it for days when you don't want to speak yeah but then i see that stop and shop bag then i think about a witch then I see yeah. who's leading the country in numbers of percentages of vaccinations. And yeah. my New England pride just swells and swells. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And this was actually filmed there. Mm-hmm. And this is not New England to Italy. That's right. Well, the bag gives it away. That would be a real uh, dedication if they didn't actually film it in New England, but they, like, went to Stop and Shop and got a carton of milk in a bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I wondered at first. I was like, I was curious if the house was in Italy, but then like all, because, you know, there's the New York scenes in the beginning and then they go to Boston. I was like, well, maybe they sent some like crew over there to shoot that stuff. But I, I'm hoping to God that they also got the bag. <laughs> Get the stuff in the shop and bring it. <laughs> that's authenticity. Yeah. That you can, that you can always expect from a Lucio Fulci film. Yeah. There right. was that New England dramaturg. It's like, you gotta have stop and shop. You have to have stop and shop. Excuse me. Otherwise the people will know. 
<laughs> but man, this movie starts out with one of my favorite tropes that we've talked oh. about on the show. The teens doing it in an unsavory place. <laughs> Gross fucking basements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do it and, you know, they get killed in gnarly ways. Uh, And then that music kicks in. And oh. like, oh, yeah. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Who hasn't seen this movie? I know you can't uh, answer me right now, but if you haven't seen House by the Cemetery, you should see House by the Cemetery. You do, probably don't need to stop the episode because it, no, 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 it's an Italian film. Nothing makes any sense. There's no right. logic. Yeah. But it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it is. It's pretty gross at times. Boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. The gore is out of this world disgusting. Not the grossest Fulci film, but it's gross. What would you say is the grossest? Um, I think probably the woman puking up her own intestines in City of the Living Dead is pretty gnarly. Although I will say the end of this movie when Dr. Freudstein gets poked and all that rotten maggot stuff comes out is I actually looked away from the screen. It was too gross. He was that ketchup dispenser you were telling me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full of maggots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't like the bugs. I don't like a bug. That was too much for you. It was. Well, it was like the brown... Re- it's so good. Like, nobody does a corpse like Fulci. Oh, God. Like an undead corpse. And so, I mean, I granted we are jumping ahead to the final moments of the film here. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Freustein gets stabbed and just the brown, rotting, oh. liquid stuff oh. that's full of the maggots and the worms and everything comes out. And it was just so disgusting. And it's like, that would be inside of him. Uh. Like, it wouldn't be blood. It would be that. That's, you know. You're absolutely right, though. I mean, like, think of those disgusting, were they, aren't they, they're like conquistador zombies? Yeah. In zombie that oh. come out of the grave, the ones that's on the, the poster and the t-shirt that I had when I was a teenager that says, we are going to eat you. And it's the maggots are all coming out of their eye sockets and it's just disgusting. The best zombies. Those are my favorite zo- Like, I loved some George Romero. Like, oh, it's a zombie in a clown costume. They're blue. Whatever. Yeah. I love them. But the Fulci zombies for me are A, number one. First of all, they come up out of the ground. Which is wicked cool. Which is fucking wicked awesome. And they're so rotting and gross and nasty looking. Oh, yeah. heaven. Yeah. Heaven. So, House by the Cemetery. Mm-hmm. We have the Boyle family. Norman. His wife, Lucy. Their son, Bob. Bob? <laughs> Bob? Why is the kid named Bob? <laughs> Bob? Bob? Oh, my God. Bob? Uh, Norman's colleague, I suppose, Dr. Peterson, flipped out, killed his mistress, and then killed himself, and now Norman has to take over his research. What are they researching? Who knows, really? Old Wasn't houses? It, I thought it was suicide or something. Or he was, re- he, it turned out he was researching that, right? But what is, what's the, what are they supposed to be doing? Who knows? And why does it have to happen in that house? <laughs> Right. Yeah. So Norman is going to spend a month uh, in this suburb of Boston. He uproots his family from New York City to go there. They live in the house where Dr. Peterson lived. The Freudstein house. Yeah. 
No, you're supposed to call it Oak Mansion. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oak Mansion. It has a new image. Freudstein. 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 Um, the basement door is boarded over. No one knows why. And then there's noises, stuff happens. Turns out Dr. Freudstein's been keeping himself alive for over a hundred years by killing people and using their blood to keep himself young. He looks like a walking piece of beef jerky. (laughs) And you say, is this living Dr. Freudstein? But he seems happy enough, I suppose. He's been through the pandemic. Uh, it turns out that Dr. Peterson found out about Freudstein living, and because Freudstein is the one who actually killed the mistress, and then Peterson killed himself because he was so upset or whatever. And uh, Freudstein's wife and daughter are still around, but they're ghosts. <laughs> Maybe. And then at the end, Bob's parents get killed, and Mrs. Freudstein and her daughter May walk off with Bob and they go into ghost land or something. Even though Bob is still alive? Yeah, Bob's still alive, but he's with the ghosts. Now. And is live with the ghosts who live in a different house and not the house that they haunt. <laughs> where they were killed. <laughs> yeah, they live and chopped door. up into bits. Yeah. By by Daddy Freudstein. Is this confusing to you? Maybe, here's my only thought is that maybe Bob did die, but they didn't show it. Like, the, like he, Dr. Freudstein does get him at the top of the stairs in the cellar. Yeah. And then the him being magically airlifted through the grave crack (laughs) is his soul going to join May and Mary. Right? I can, I, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it makes sense. Because it is otherwise, I mean... It's a classic downer ending. Classic yeah. Fulci downer ending. When Norman and Lucy get killed. Man, I want Lucy to make it so bad. I know. She's great in this. She really is. God, it's so good. It's really you have great. A- and the babysitter, <laughs> who you don't know like what her deal is through this whole fucking movie. What is her fucking M.O.? I don't know. Like I it, really don't know. <laughs> I thought, like, I, you, I spend the whole movie thinking she's in on it. Because one, she looks like, like what May, the ghost girl, who has. She looks like Lorenza Izzo. <laughs> she does look like Lorenza Izzo, and I thought exactly that. I was like, somebody needs to cast Lorenza Izzo in like a Fulci uh, adjacent film. That would be incredible. Like make one of these again, but with they could get David Gordon Green to do it. Um, <laughs> but but um, May, like little dead ghost girl May, who has telepathic conversations with bobby through a car from the field far away (laughs) may may sees a mannequin that looks like lorenza izzo and it gets decapitated (laughs) and then she's freaking out and then that turns out to be the babysitter who looks just like lorenza izzo mannequin that shows up at the house she does weird shit like Tweed Daddy Norman goes and he, he he hears all these sounds and he goes down and he sees May and he's like, May, what are you doing? And she's pulling the boards off to the basement and then she just yeah. stops and stares at him and then he just stares at her and then he just walks back upstairs. Yeah, she's really, that sequence, first of all, is very scary to me when he's upstairs and he hears the noises downstairs. It's I, creepy. It's creepy as shit. This movie is actually still really creepy. 
she does that. She, like, won't answer questions when Lucy asks her questions. She just, like, won't talk to her. Like, she's a really a weird person. And so you do think that she's part of this somehow. She's, Is like, she... cleaning up blood. Yeah. <laughs> While not answering questions. But then, no. She gets killed. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... She gets killed. She has the stalking sequence. She's terrified. She's screaming. But... I, but I'm like, but I thought you were the haunted mannequin who's, who's there to bring about the Dr. Freudstein by un- releasing him from the basement. Was the haunted mannequin just May seeing the future? Because then Anne does get decapitated. Oh, yeah. Like the mannequin does. So ghosts so. see the future through mannequin shop displays. Uh, Maybe not exclusively. But this is this could be part of their mythos, and that this is, yeah. that's how the ghost girl knows to speak to the little boy through the photograph before she sees him across the street in a car. That's the thing with Fulci; it's not going to be explained. I love because, it because I don't know if they could. But it's like City of the Living Dead, where you're like, oh, so the zombies can teleport? Like it's just it's, <laughs> you just have to accept whatever you're seeing. It's you know? a it's a lesson in letting go and letting God. Mm-hmm. And it's liberating to divorce yourself from all logic and just embrace the fact that this is going to be a grotesque. I think Fulci films are kind of like fantasy films in a way. Mm-hmm. It's just a trip into the into unconscious horror, right? Yeah, I think you anybody who's gonna get really hung up on plot. And there have been times I've watched these movies of his, and you know, years and years ago, and I'm just like, that didn't make any sense. And that could be a problem for some viewers if you're going to get hung up on stuff like stories making sense. (laughs) Characters having motivations. Yeah. I mean, this movie especially, there are moments of like, okay, you know, Bob is at the cellar door like, mommy, mommy, help me, let me out, let me out for like five (laughs) minutes when nothing is happening behind him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's all these sequences of like, Someone cries for help, the other person will stand there for five minutes and then be like, oh, I should go find out who's calling for help. (laughs) So there's minor details like that that are really weird, and then there's the big plot stuff where it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But I just, I love the sort of haunted house, but no, it's actually kind of like a wall person basically yeah in the basement the whole time Ugh. i hadn't thought of it as like a wall person thing but it is absolutely that yeah uh, what, I, what i loved about the haunted house idea with this because i very much was it, it's been a while since i saw this and the last time i saw it was at the all night marathon um that we would do here and i was too stoned and i fell asleep during the movie because it was like the third <laughs> movie in the whole lineup um and it was it it's so funny how much of this film follows, like, or you think would follow in line with, okay, Amityville, a family moves to a house, they're going to experience strife, it's going to tear them apart, Kathy's curse. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and then the family is terrorized and then the family flees or something awful happens or both. Yeah. What's funny about this is that this follows mo- pretty much that whole trope 
But the family, what I noticed is the family really, with the exception of the one sequence when Norman goes down into the basement and then he gets like bit by that bat and then the bat just will not let go and there's blood flying everywhere and Lucy is screaming and Bob is just staring traumatized. His blood gets splattered in his face and he's looking at the blood on his clothes (laughs) and Norman is stabbing the bat repeatedly and he's just like laughing and smiling as the bat's biting him and the blood shooting everywhere and then lucy's saying kill it and it's just nuts with the exception of that (laughs) the family (laughs) goes relatively unterrorized until the very end Mm -hmm. like it's just like strangers walk into the house which is always my favorite thing in the haunted house or a, a horror movie like this where strangers just keep showing up and dying and then the family is mostly fine until they go into the basement at the very end and then they all die horribly (laughs) Yeah. And yet they wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Also. Yeah. You know, like that was, I did also notice the Kathy's curse parallel with like right? Lucy having her mental issues and like taking pills and I don't want to take the pills because they might make me hallucinate. Yeah. He had that exact conversation with her as in Kathy's curse. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, oh, Kathy's curse is such a formative film. It in is. The works of Lucio Fulci. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah but lucy wants out from the get-go she doesn't want to be there to begin with no and then i will say norman once he finds out the truth about mr peterson or dr peterson he's like okay yeah we gotta go yeah he he burns the tape he's gonna go back he's gonna get the family yeah they do everything right for the most part but they can't can't escape dr freudstein you can't He's so gross. I love it. It's disgusting. That nose is just a, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a cute triangle or whatever. Yeah. I love that it's like, I mean, we we see him, like someone's killing people who enter the house and that person has a gross hand, but you don't know who it is, yeah. you know? And then when you see his face and he reminds me of the soap lady from the Mutter Museum in Philadelphia. Oh. Where sometimes when corpses are left in certain environments uh all the fat in the body turns to soap what yeah and they have a corpse on display at the mutter museum that's the soap lady what <gasps> are you googling the soap lady? i'm looking i'm staring at the soap lady i'm so he sorry he reminds me of the soap lady because they... his like it's it's and it's just the the wonder of fulci that it's like this is I mean, I guess people talk about it in terms of, like, The Walking Dead or something where they, oh, they look at different kinds of decomposing corpses and use that, blah, 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 blah. But, I don't know, Fulci was doing that in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, he's doing his research and making jerky soap queens. (laughs) Jerky soap queens. You can buy soap on a rope of the soap lady. (laughs) Is is what my internet search taught me. (laughs) Could you imagine, could you imagine someone telling you, listen... In 20 years, Stacy, you're going to die and you're going to turn into soap and you're going to be put into a museum that people can go to and then they can put photos of your dead soap body on the internet and then they're going to turn you into a soap on a rope that you can buy it like a Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Well, I'd be into the soap on the rope. You would be. <laughs> the rest of it, no thank you, but love soap on a rope that's kind of funny that's really morbid that's fucked up yeah <laughs> but then she looks just like dr freudstein yeah freudstein thank you oh good i'm glad i okay it had been a while since i've seen her yeah no it's but, it's disgusting 
But that's what I mean, and because he's been preserving himself through these fucked up. I think he got he was a Victorian era surgeon who got uh, his medical license taken away. He was put on the blacklist, cast out because of his illegal experiments. Like we never really we don't hear from Doctor Freudstein at all. And then he's in this basement, which is all gross, and he just kills people and somehow uses their blood to lengthen his own life. Yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, I don't have that survival-at-any-cost instinct. Mm-hmm. Because I do say, what is this life of yours, Dr. Ford? He's in this basement. He looks like the soap lady. <laughs> he's he not, never goes anywhere. He's not merch. He's not soap on a rope. Yeah. Yeah. He never does anything. His family lives at some other house and doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. Yeah, they're in their Silent Hill ghost dimension. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean... He can't talk. He can't. I don't think he's eating anything. He can't enjoy a nice uh, egg. Egg. Thank you very much. He's not. He's <laughs> not doing. He's not going on an egg journey anytime soon. No. What kind? Why would you want to keep this life worth? He, Doctor Freudstein, is the patriarchy. He's heterosexual. He's the heterosexual normative patriarchy. How prolonging its life. Despite how twisted and grotesque and, uh, and <laughs> useless uh, and useless and violent it's become <laughs> at the expense of, uh, you know, horny teens, horny teens and all the rest of us. Yeah. That's <laughs> my watch for me and my uh, scholarly <laughs> academic yeah, paper. You should start a tweet thread about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, huh. Yeah. I just don't like, I don't know. I I'm not a hook-me-up-to-machines so that I may lie here for another 30 years. Like, whatever, man. Just let let me go. You just let me go. Turn me into the soap on the rope, and then let but, me go. Well, let me go well before that, hopefully. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, uh, although maybe he's just so evil that he wants to just keep doing these experiments. He's one of those, you know, scientists without morality. But can he do experiments with... His eyes are jerky. That's true. Can well, he he's see? Doing I guess he can see because he kills people. Yeah, and he, he can go up the stairs and he does it in cool way. That opening scene when she, she's looking for her boyfriend and then she sees him, she turns and all of a sudden he's standing there and he's like kind of a zombie and his brains hanging out and then she just gets <laughs> yeah. that giant butcher knife to the back of her head out of her mouth. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking cool. It's like the first two minutes of the movie. And then the music kicks in and you're like, ah, Fulci time, baby. See, I'm not happy it's August. And I I don't begrudge fall. I like fall. But does this kind of thing give me those warm fuzzies for the Halloween season? Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I love how imagine. I love the idea of there being gates of hell that are always waiting to crack open. Yeah. At any time. Now, all the movies have downer endings, really. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool as shit. Not to, I mean, not to continue to compare with Argento, but also if you look at that trilogy versus the Three Mothers trilogy, one is much stronger. Yeah, well, and the strongest of those is because of Daria Nicolodi. <laughs> like, let's be real. Yeah, the one that wrote it. Obviously, Mother of Tears is the superior of all the six films. Obviously. <laughs> Duh. Just for the scene where the baby doll falls and its leg falls off and it still isn't the <laughs> shot. Just for that alone. 
I mean, I think also we're forgetting about Dracula 3D. Oh, that praying mantis. You know. I just, I don't know. If we're just going to compare two random directors that happen to be from the same country. Yeah, it's true. You know. Uh, I'm not well versed enough in Bava, to be frank, to throw him into the mix. Same. I like Bava. Yeah. But I haven't seen enough yes, films. Same. But I just, I don't know, Fulci really lets me get my gross on mm-hmm. without being, like, uh, you know, when I get cannibal feelings and I want to watch a cannibal movie, but it's so hard because so many of them have, like, animal cruelty and rape and, like, yeah. all of this. It's really hard to, like, have those feelings be satisfied. Yeah. But if, if I'm in the mood for gore or whatever, it's like, just throw on a Fulci movie. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because you get... You, it, none of it makes sense. You get that disgusting gore, like in this. You get that that scene where they, they there's kind of like a flashback, and you get some B roll of of what happened to May and Mary, I think, and they're all chopped up. Mm-hmm. And there's just bits of there's here here's bits of a torso, and here and it's very convincingly done. It's very well done. Um, it's just disgusting, and you get the music on top of it. Half the time, uh. the music is by Fabio Fritzi, not in this film, um, but it's just so good and it's just such a mood it really is it's so good you know who i love in this film particularly is uh mrs gittleson <laughs> yeah the uh exasperated realtor love a horror movie realtor oh they're all perfect right mm-hmm. like give me that's my selling sunset is get all get Ava Gardner and the Sentinel. Get um get D. Wallace and House of the Devil. Get get Mrs. Get Fred Gittles. Willard in Salem's Lot. Fred Willard in Salem's Lot. Oh my Get God. Meg Foster in Stepfather 2. Oh my god. And give me that selling sunset. And there it's yeah. just like they could actually be a great show. All these realtors selling haunted <laughs> properties and everyone's always dying in horrific ways. <laughs> There's the Italian realtor and everyone's extra dead. <laughs> It'd be amazing. But Mrs. Yeah. Gittleson, she, in this film, she is portrayed by Lana Del Rey um, by way of Mare of Easttown. <laughs> and I just love, I just love how much she, she has disdain for her, like, secretary, who's always calling it the wrong, he calls it the Freudstein house. And she's like, Oak Mansion. <laughs> yeah. I love when she shows them the house and then she gets into her fucking cool ass yellow Jeep. Bitch in yellow jeep backs up over a tombstone and goes, "Damn tombstones!" and then drives <laughs> off. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love her. Isn't that like such a wonderful moment pointing out the folly of man's existence, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we all you go in the ground. There's a tombstone. Eventually, no one will take care of this tombstone. No one remembers who you are, yeah, etc. And then some, you know, huffy realtor backs over it and is like, "What a nuisance!" Yeah. <laughs> and it drives off to go yell at her administrative assistant. Yeah, like who was this poor person? Their tombstone is knocked over, and no one cares. No. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. You know, mm-hmm. man. See, Fulci is. It seems like it doesn't make sense and it's just an exercise in terror or aesthetics. But he's a thinker. He's talking. He's, 
is talking about the you know the void and and existence and mm-hmm. as we proved already the patriarchy and, and normative the replication of <laughs> cis normative values um, yeah mm-hmm. house by the cemetery is an existential queer horror masterpiece yes it is <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we arrived at it yeah you know we got there we got there and the beyond people get trapped in paintings which is opening a whole question about representation and depiction right and what (laughs) what does it mean to isolate someone as a static image to fix them the woman uh throwing up her intestines is this not a statement on the unrealistic beauty standards for women yes yeah 100 percent how far does she have to go Mm-hmm. Right? Talking about like the feminist theory of the eighties about women, the the women's subconscious self inflicting these disorders on them as a as a protest of the beauty standards in the world mm-hmm. at large. See, Fulci's yeah. a thinker. Yeah, I'm like maybe three degrees away from convincing myself of this bullshit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can read anything into anything, right? Yeah, that's the half of what we do. Half. That's most of what we do on this show. Yeah. So. They're gay, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Anne kind of does look like Lorenzo Izzo. So. She does. She really does. She has big Lorenzo Izzo vibes. Yeah. Oh, her hair is great. Her eyes mm. are great. Those eyebrows. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what Anne's deal is. But I love that she's just kind of a weirdo that just turns out to be a weirdo. Like, she's not some part of this sinister plot you know what i mean like she's just fucking weird yeah she just (laughs) cleans up blood and maybe has like a a social um awkwardness issue yeah like yeah okay okay girl yeah (laughs) i see you i support you yeah who dubbed bob's voice clearly like a 35 year old woman like may yeah like it's mary martin as bob (laughs) she can do anything yeah, she's like, kr, kr, kr. <laughs> Bob, like, May, I, it seems like they got a little girl to voice May. Mm-hmm. And she does a great job. May's great in this film. She's, you know, she stands there. She holds a doll. She looks at paint. She's all, I love every time she looks at a painting or she looks at a house or she looks at a mannequin and she screams and goes, don't go inside. Yeah. <laughs> How many times does she have to tell Bob, don't go inside? keeps doing it and yet she apparently becomes his ghost girlfriend despite his not listening but then we have bob who's just mary martin i mean i think bob is definitely people's big takeaway uh, from this movie especially the first time the you worst. see it because he's the worst and he's the weirdest kid probably outside of have you ever seen burial ground i was just gonna say none are worse than burial ground none are worse than burial ground if you guys haven't, I, that's another zombie movie I really like. That's got oh that's got God. great zombies also. Oh, but holy holy moly! So, <laughs> oh boy! One time, one of the nights that we did the all night marathon, Burial Ground was the fourth film. So you are you are on edibles. You go out and you smoke your joint in between the movies. You've eaten all of concessions. You've drink. You've had beer the whole time. You've just had a donut because they bring in donuts at like the third film to keep everyone sugared. You've had coffee. You're jittery. You keep going in and out of sleep. You look up because you're me. You look up and you see this like grown 
man child nursing from his mother <laughs> like he's like he he's he's italian andy milanakis nursing from his mother and then and then you get the same shot i kept falling in and out of sleep and i kept seeing the same shot like i love that they just reuse the footage of the same zombies walking <laughs> yeah in between shots of this horrific child person yeah. Breastfeeding from his incest mom. Yeah. That's burial ground, everyone. Go check it out. And then he bites her, right? He turns, doesn't he turn into a zombie and then he bites her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's been a while. I like that one, though. It's there's, Give me an Italian zombie movie, man. I would watch it with you, but I, I after that screening, like I am tr- deeply triggered by that film. Oh, it's the... deeply triggering. Are you kidding? <laughs> Absolutely. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. On the scale, it definitely goes burial ground and then Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Bob is just, Bob's a weirdo, but burial ground is, that's a whole other, whole other ball game. Bob is, is mostly the dubbing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And Bob's fine. Yeah. He's just this very strange Mary Martin dub. Yeah. Man, I love Italian zombie movies. They're so good. House by the Cemetery. This movie is fucking awesome. Once again, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I got the um, Blue Underground 4K Blu-ray release of this. Yeah. Uh, I got to watch it. for. I watched it for the first time last night. And it is stunning. It is. It's. I, there's a lot of old bad prints of this movie out there. It, yeah. it was a real cheapy. I had a cheapy DVD from 100 years ago. And then I got the the Blue Underground Blu-ray, and it's just like seeing it for the first time. It is fucking gorgeous. The color is out of this world. Mm-hmm. Like any time. Oh my God, Stacy! I know your feelings flared up just like mine did. <laughs> that the the boy yoing heard around the world. <laughs> but anytime Lucy is like doing anything or anything is happening in front of that bay window, the stained glass oh bay window. Oh my God right and it's like the purples and the greens and it's just even just a shot of norman getting out of his car and there's the slight tinting on the windshield and it's just this gorgeous bold purple mm-hmm. the color in this movie it's a beautiful film fulci really had an eye honestly mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous movie yeah yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> well my surfer bro, bro friend <laughs> With all that said, are you ready to uh, place your head on the chopping block? Mm-hmm. See, I had the moment where I was like, <laughs> think of some way to make this entertaining, but why? Well, I was going to say, do you want to go down to the basement and place your head on the chopping block? But I gave up too. It's hot. Yeah, just, yes, I would like to play the chopping block. Hey, you don't even have to ask. Like, I think it, you can assume at this point. I'll just say, listen up. Okay, sit down, chopping block. Chopping block time, bitch. Bring up the block. So what's the chopping block you say? <laughs> I'll tell you. The chopping block is our question and answer game show, like all horror podcasts have, in which we present each other with three possible categories to choose from. Each category contains five questions. You choose your category, you answer each of the five questions, uh, you have 10 seconds to do so unless you call out, I want the wig. In which case, um, uh, uh, 
Lorenza Izzo's mannequin wig, Anne's Lorenza Izzo <laughs> mannequin wig, from the 1981 film House by the Cemetery, levitates down on your head and confuses the heads they are non-binary executioner and earns you an additional 10 seconds or 20 seconds total to answer that question. You only get to use it once. If you answer all the questions correctly, congratulations, you're a winner. Treat yourself to a coffee and a nice bar. If you lose... You are dead. If you lose at any point, game's over. That's it. You're done. And that's the chopping block. Good I job. also heard um, a, a little birdie told me um, <clears throat> that one of us went first last week. Oh? Yeah, didn't tell me who. Well, thanks, bird. Like, obviously <laughs> one of us went first last week. What the fuck? Thanks, bird. <laughs> bird to tell me that like i know one of us went first i don't remember who though i absolutely don't i was too busy with my exciting week to remember something so banal did you notice in the credits of the movie last night that it said wigs and then had someone's name so there were wigs in the movie and i said I really spent some time thinking about it. I was like, it had to be just for the mannequin and maybe the like dead bodies because none of those women were wearing wigs, right? Because you were too trusting. You you saw Anne. You saw Mrs. Gittleson. You saw Lucy. You said, that is all their natural hair. I believe her. Right? Your Honor, I Your believe Honor. her. That's right. This is I, not a wig. I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> And the prosecution holds up the wig. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's, you know, it, I just noticed it in the credits because the credits were not that uh, long. And I was like, man, I would love to have that wig credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your list. Yeah, because it just said wigs. It didn't say like, I don't know, wig artist or whatever. The proper terminology is it just said wigs. Wig artist? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the professional term is. Wigsist. I would hope it's a wigsist. Yes. Wig stylist. Wigier. Wigier. Yeah. Well, listen. If I'm sure, if, I, we I know at least uh, several filmmakers listen to this podcast. Mm. You could. You have the power. We are appealing to you. I'm oh. appealing to you on behalf of future soap lady. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't just need soap on a rope. Let's build this legacy and put a credit in your film that says wigs, Stacy Ponder. Oh, the dream. I don't know that I'm worthy, though. You deserve it, Stacy. Given my terrible taste in wigs. <laughs> your absolute refusal to believe in their existence. My refusal to believe they exist. My refusal to uh, spend money on them. Like... Wow! For this? $7.99 is my limit. And it shows. I want the shiniest, most flammable (laughs) piece of straw. Do you have anything in asbestos? Anyway, do you want to go first? That's what I'm going to ask. Do you want to? Sure. 
Does okay. that mean I answer first? I don't know. Do you want to answer first? I'll ask you first. Oh, all right. Is okay. that consensual? That sure. Oh, it's just such a complicated culture these days. You can never be sure. <laughs> all right, Stacy, are you ready for your three categories? I'm ready. You have two new categories and one returning category wow, that I we. still feel is in keeping with the themes of this film. Um, your returning category tonight is Don't Go Into the Basement, in which I tell you what's in a horror movie basement or cellar, and you tell me which basement or cellar. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean the corresponding film, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's don't go into the basement. Your two new categories, you have fake it till you full chit, in which I give you, I know it's bad. I give you a title. Okay. I tell you the name of a movie. You tell me whether it is a made up film or a real film from Lucio Fulci's filmography. Oh no. Fake it till you full chit, baby. And then your last, uh, but not least, your final category is there's no place like house. In there's no place like house. This is one of those, this is one of those free-for-alls <gasps> in which you have 50 seconds or 60 if you call out I want the wig and get that little mannequin hair on you. But this time, because there are so many of them, you have to name 10 horror films with the word house in the title. And yes. 10? Uh-huh. What? What? 10? Sequels are permitted. That's all I'll say. 10. Because there are so many. And sequels are permitted. But you know I already can't think of any. Stacy, that's not my problem. Ten in 60 seconds? You, that's not my well, problem. I love the way you just change the rules whenever you feel like This it. is a new category. Be glad it's not adjacent. Why don't I just name all the movies that have house in the title? Would you like to do that? I'll give you 60 seconds. <laughs> no. I can't even think of any. <laughs> Well, then maybe you don't want to choose There's No Place Like House maybe I, as your that's category. True. That's true. Listen. But I can still be angry. Keep your mask away from me. <laughs> I don't choose it. <laughs> All right. I, we, we tested it with Jason. It is possible. You can't test anything with Jason. That's like, oh, I don't know. Legend of Titty Bog House. <laughs> yeah, like, Jason knows everything, so he is not uh, a very good test subject, okay? You need to test it on Jason when he's asleep, and then maybe you'll be closer to my life. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if you're up for the challenge, it's there. I don't know. I tested this on the video store clerk with an encyclopedic knowledge of movies. I tested this on Quentin Tarantino, and it went fine. (laughs) All I'm saying is you can use sequels, and some of those sequels have up to half as many movies as you need to satisfy this category. That's all I'm going to say. Your categories are, once again, don't go into the basement, fake it till you fulch it, or there's no place like house. God damn it! I have to get angry every chopping block <laughs> over something. Because <laughs> now I want to 
do it because it's a challenge, as the French say. They do say that. But also, I know I'm going to die because I'm just going to, and ten is so many. So now I have to make the decision. Do I do it or do I not do it? I can't do it. No, because I'm already doomed to (laughs) failure because my brain is already only fixating on one film. No. No. Is it House by the Cemetery? (laughs) (laughs) It's House of the Devil. Oh, you've already started. That was the one I was fixating on. No, I'm not doing it. I'm going to do The Basement. You're choosing Joy. I'm choosing Joy today. Okay, don't go into the basement? Yeah. All right. So in Don't Go Into the Basement, I tell you what's in a horror movie, Basement or Cellar. You name the film in which the Basement or Cellar appears. All right? All right, I don't feel confident, but that's fine. You're going to get these, Stacey. You're going to get all of them, and then we'll try the house category on you if you win. So you can have a crushing defeat after your joyful moment. (laughs) Thanks. All right. Don't Go Into the Basement. All set for question one? All set. Don't go to the basement. Question one. The Naturum Demento is hidden away in this cellar before Cheryl takes up residence alongside it. What? Oh, Evil Dead. Ding, ding, ding. I'm glad you said Cheryl because I don't know Dr. Demento, whatever the fuck you said. (laughs) Didn't make any sense to me. Okay, next. That's why Cheryl was there because I know we love her. Question two. A barely boarded over hole to hell, sometimes accompanied by jacuzzi bubbles, lurks in (laughs) this basement. (laughs) The Amityville Horror 3. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. That is absolutely the basement I was looking for. Was the one in the Amityville Howroar 3D. Well, when, Meg you, Ryan. when you said that it's a basement in the. Like, I was going to say the Amityville House, but then I remembered you wanted the movie title. Because <laughs> technically both are true. Technically both are true. Because it doesn't have to specifically be that. Right. But the jacuzzi bubbles do happen in the third film. Mm-hmm. See, you're getting these, man. Oh, boy. It's downhill from here. Okay. You're a... No, it's not. You were on to question three. Question three. Okay. An unlikely queer horror mascot and haunted storybook villain lives in this basement. Uh, I want the wig. Uh, oh. No. Is it Annabelle? One of those? No. Who's a what? No, I'm gonna die! <laughs> I don't know! Queer horror mascot! Queer horror mascot? In a basement? Queer horror mascot and what? What'd you say? Haunted storybook villain? Haunted storybook villain? Queer horror? Unlikely unlikely queer horror mascot and haunted story <laughs> oh my I mean, God. unlikely queer horror mascot tucker carlson yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the answer was tucker carlson my favorite movie what is it the babadook all oh, right oh yeah <laughs> 
you just accept it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Be, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see it now. I if just... I said if I said pop up book, would that have pop up book? Maybe. But I was so fixated on the queer horror thing, and yeah. I don't even even though I suppose Babadook has become this like I and I realize you said unlikely, but I just uh, I don't subscribe to this Babadook is gay horror thing. So. See now this is where knowing the person betrays the chopping block because I thought you because you refuse him as a queer horror mascot that that yeah. would tune you in on his level. Yeah. To the little Duke Duke Duke. <laughs> oh well that was beautiful though you did a great job until you were dead i did an okay job thank you though it was it's worth very... it just to hear <laughs> tucker carlson <laughs> <laughs> well i'm dead you're dead congratulations you're free of the mortal coil stacy my soap has come along. My along. soul <laughs> has floated off. <laughs> Stacy, mommy says you're not dead. <laughs> Mommy's a bitch, Bob. <laughs> I am dead. But I will return for one final appearance to read questions to Anthony. <laughs> You have three old categories because I said, with all the other exciting things that are happening to me this week, first of all, I just don't have time, but anyway. How could you with that one egg? (laughs) With that one egg I had this morning. Uh, How could I come up with new categories? So you get three golden oldies. Ooh. So are you ready to hear what they are? I've never been more prepared. Okay, good. Question one is pretty new, actually. I wouldn't call it a golden oldie. Anyway, it's, uh, hey, I know that guy. All about the horror movie cameos. Sometimes I want a movie. Sometimes I want the person. Okay. All right. Category two. Alive, alive, alive. Oh. In which case, I describe a movie that has the word alive in the title. You tell me the name of the movie. Oh. Oh. And category three is deadly. Where it's one of those. (laughs) Oh, that's the name. (laughs) Yep. It's one of those name as many movies as you can in uh, 50 seconds plus 10 more seconds if you want the wig. Each movie must have the word deadly. In the title. Oh. I'm only going to make you name five. Because I'm not a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to bleep that? No. Yeah, you should bleep our own show for FCC protocols. <laughs> well. Our own free pirate show, which we just spent 20 minutes the other week talking about fisting and tub girl. That's true. Some people are offended by that word, though. Some, it activates people. It does. I love it. I think it's. A, I love it's, it. I'm it's not, such a great word. Australians not, love it too. Yeah, and the Brits. I'm not offended yeah. by it at all. No, it's it's sometimes sometimes when you're looking for the perfect word, it's right there and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So you have, hey, I know that guy, alive, 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 
And deadly. <sighs> um, okay. Um, alive, alive, alive me, please. Alrighty! I describe a movie. You tell me the name of the movie. The movie has the word alive in the title. Okay. As oh, the French God. say. <laughs> That's also what they say. Alright, here we go. Alive, alive, alive. Question a one. This 1976 Toby Hooper film about a motel owner who feeds his guests to his pet crocodile is as delightfully sleazy as every other Toby Hooper movie. What? Have I seen this? A pet crocodile. Uh, motel Hell is not alive. That doesn't have the title alive in it. Alive? Or alive. Ah, de- de- You're dead. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> You didn't make any new categories. This no shit. Oh no! What is it? Eaten alive. Oh, I've never seen it. It's exactly what I said it is. <laughs> I believe you. Pet crocodile. A motel. Marilyn Burns is in it. Oh what? Yeah, Robert England is in it for a hot oh. minute. It's really sleazy. Oh, I used a, I, I, I did do, I did a chopping block category about Toby Hooper that also involves that film, but I read about it and that's how I wrote the question. Yeah, that happens. What? It, is it, is it all about the crocodile? Mostly. Yeah. Like the, they it's this really like skeezy motel and the people go there and the guy who runs it is crazy and has a pet crocodile and he like kills people and feeds them to the alligator, the crocodile. Oh, I love that. Yeah. See, that's a business plan. It is. <laughs> Take that, Rhonda Johnson. <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> I was hoping you would make it to question three, but you didn't. Oh, no. That's okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. I want to know what it is. Too bad. I can't. I'm dead. You're dead. You can't know anything anymore. My head's been severed. That's right. Oh. Um, I would like to say that you did a great job, but to be honest, you can't. That was a very poor showing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh well. I had to reclaim my title as terrible at the top. That's block. true. You had been winning, like you win a lot or get very close to the end. So it was yeah. kind of nice to see you back on your old shit. Yeah. See, I flew too close to the sun. That's right. And now, look at this anticlimactic ending. Yeah. I'm to blame. Well, maybe this category will come back someday. Okay, okay. And then we get to question three. I'm gonna get to question three. Maybe I'll ask you about houses again someday. Maybe, and I'll be ready. Will I? No. (laughs) You'd go do your microfiche. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get my research. Read up on countless sequels with the same title. Yeah. Died. We're both dead. We're well. both dead. Look at us. That's what Fulci does to us. We're just Pathetic. here, just, just a gross pit of of soap and maggots. <laughs> yes, Stately Gaylord's Manor. Oh well, better luck next week. Yeah, when we will have another show. Maybe another Fulci film. Maybe another Fulci film. Another chopping block. Uh, in the meantime, we have a website, GaylordsOfDarkness.com social media whatever it's all on there i don't care anymore about that stuff 
I'm glad. I'm glad you've just embraced this like existential place of <laughs> all nothing. Everything is without meaning, <laughs> and therefore, if you listen, you listen. If you don't, you don't. If you go to the website, great. We appreciate it. We do appreciate it. I do absolutely appreciate every listener, every comment, every everything. I do. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. We've gotten many wonderful messages from wonderful people, and we get tagged in wonderful posts that we don't respond to that are very kind that say, you know, they like listening to us, or you like, we're your friends. I love that. That means so much. Mm-hmm. But we're all soap in the end. We're all soap on a rope in the end. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's a downer. You can't end on that note. You can't. Um, Look, we painted ourselves into a corner. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Yeah! <laughs>